chance on here. Pulisic picks up the loose ball and he could be in. Christian Pulisic for Chelsea, 1-0! Quick thinking by Alisson, and if Salah could lift it, still Salah, Salah! The Ghost Goal Podcast. Welcome back to the Ghost Goal Podcast, part two of our Premier League previews. Last time on episode 312, we previewed the relegation battle in the bottom half of the table. Uh, this time around, we're going to be talking about the mid-table clubs, and there's plenty of them. There's uh, a very big group that we have categorized as mid-table, uh, because the top four seems pretty set to us this year. It's been the same the last two years, and we kind of have tricked ourselves into thinking it's, it's a race. But uh, from the standpoint of the top end of these mid-table clubs in the Premier League, Javier, which do you think has the best chance to maybe make another push for the top four? I mean, I don't really see no it. One? I just think that if you had to all, pick, all of those teams just went and made hundred million pound signings. Like, well, except Liverpool. Except Liverpool, but Liverpool have you know, arguably the one of the best teams starting eleven still in the league. They still have probably the best one when they're healthy. I'm guessing they might still go and make a signing. I mean, it it seems like they need a signing or two if they're going to respond to these Lukaku. But I, in my opinion, but you uh, really don't have one team that you think like. I mean, I can think of one, and everyone else can think of one. I but, mean, uh, maybe Leicester, but like, I don't. Yeah, let's say really, Leicester. I don't really think that they're that in it anymore. I think that they had their chance the but last we, couple we've seasons. We've up their to do signings. It. I know, but I think that they they what their signings will keep them in the conversation for like fifth and sixth place, which I think is going to be very very hard to get this season. But I think that it's not going to be you know, uh, as easy to be like chilling in the top four, like they did in the last couple of seasons. And they just kind of threw it away at the end. They're not, that's not going to happen this year. What, what, what really, really makes you think that? Because I think they've spent like more time than Chelsea and United and Liverpool in the top four last season. Because they of the, the jump that I for... think that, that those teams are making right now. Like I think Liverpool were still title contenders. If they, you know, once Van Dyke comes back, I think there's no doubt that they're still going to be a, a great team. Um, and with Klopp, I think they're probably the ones who right now you think are the most danger of losing their fourth, that top four spot, right? Um, if the Van Dyke signing, you know, Van Dyke coming back doesn't work out the way they want, if he gets injured again, you know, you still you got to think that they almost missed out on it last year. And they're probably the team that maybe Leicester could could try to pit, but I just don't see it. I don't think Vardy at 34 years old um, is going to get another 15 to 20 goal season like he did in the last few years. Well, that I don't Ihenacho think they necessarily was good. Need I don't him think they yeah, maybe 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 with Daka Ihenacho and Ihenacho. and Daka. Yeah, maybe. Those are two I mean Ihenacho's come on. We've got to see if he can keep that up for a full season cuz it was only really the second half of last season that he really found his form and his confidence. But uh you know Daka is another one the signing from Salzburg. He's he's uh, he's kind of an X factor that you know along with Sumare the signing from Lille that we talked about. They've definitely taken a step in the right direction into kind of 
like elevating themselves to the same sort of like squad depth that those top four teams have. But it's going to be it's still going to be a very tough season. And that they do have a lot of players that you're not super confident are going to be 100 uh, percent. Right. Like that fit. back line, like of Evans, Soyonachu, Pereira and Thomas. Like, I don't. I'm not well, super Brian confident. Bertrand yeah, I'm not super Timothy confident of, of yeah, but that's more attacking talent. Like I'm not super confident, like defensively, that they can just sustain a, a push for the top four. I think they're gonna, they're going to be like the, the midfield helps. It does. You know, the, yeah, the having Ndidi and like, Sumare, Ndidi, yeah. Sumare, Tielemans midfield right. that is pretty filthy. It, it definitely helps uh, ease the pressure on that back line. Uh, so yeah, I mean they they would be my pick. Because, like I said, I think they've taken steps. I'm not necessarily going to predict that they break into the top four, but I think they're the first team that's uh, waiting to like to pounce if there is a slip up from one of these teams that we currently think are going to be in the top four. So, and like we saw with Liverpool last year, I know they ended up making it, but all it takes is one major injury to any of those top four teams, and you know all of a sudden the door's wide open. So. Lester, I mean, we have to talk about the Fafana injury real quick because he was one of the breakout players, the best signings of last season. Yeah, I think he's still only 20 or 21 years old, but he had his leg broken by a Villarreal player in a friendly like last week. So it looks like he's going to be out for the majority of this season. We'll see if he comes back near the end, but it's a big loss for them. That's and they still huge. have players yeah, that can fill that's, in. But that's, that's, I think for me, he was their, you know, probably their best defender. Losing him. I don't know. Like Sionichu went down injured for a long time. Evans is old now. Like, what are they going to do if they, if one of those guys goes down? I just I don't see it from Leicester. I think they might finish seventh for me. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I think they're gonna they're oh, gonna wow. they're gonna go like they're gonna be worse than what they have been the last couple seasons. Okay, I maybe mean, six, I, I, maybe yeah. six. I'm gonna say six actually. I'm gonna say six for Leicester. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll stick with fifth. All right. I might actually even say Leicester should actually focus their attention on Europa League. I've said this in the past for you guys, for Arsenal and for Tottenham. The, the, at certain points of the season, when the tea leaves are sort of set, you should just be focusing on making sure that your team is rested and ready for whatever Europa League fixtures are coming up. Yeah, I completely they, they forgot about that. They dropped out of that. it last especially year to Slavia they, Prague, especially if they, they have a good enough squad. No, I was going to say, especially if they go deep in Europa League, like, there's no way they're making a push for top four, so... I think if they try to win Europa League, I think that's like an admirable thing for them. I don't think they can, but... Uh, I think that if they went far to like a can. semifinal, then that would be impressive for me. Hell, if you guys can get to a semifinal, then Leicester can get to a semifinal. Like, no offense to you, I think you're just but like you're both teams that are good enough to win a Europa League. Like, I don't think it's that hard. Well, like, it mean, was it, it was pretty hard for United. You know, they weren't able to win it. Yeah, but I mean, they I mean they got to the final still, and they've won it before. They just didn't show up in one game. It's I mean it's just as easy to get knocked out. But yeah, I'm just I think I'm gonna throw in Leicester as a nice little uh, dark horse option for Europa League this year. That's what I think they should do. But whatever. Uh, let, let's move on to Arsenal because uh, surprise, surprise, Javier, you're back in on Arsenal. It's a new season. It's uh, you're, you're top of the table again alphabetically. I think that's the reason why you guys. Arsenal, you I think fuck. that's the reason why you guys are like you know you never give up because at the beginning of every season you look at the Premier League table and you see Arsenal at the top because of the alphabet and you think oh my god we're at the top every year and it's like the only way is down <laughs> and then the season starts and then you guys you know the frustration builds like what like what is it seriously what major problem we've talked about this when we talked about your new signings but what major problem did Arsenal have last season? It was scoring goals obviously. Um, I think and defensively, what, like, defensively though, makes you think you're going to be better at that. Okay, but I think defensively, we've we've like 
Arsenal were the f- tied third best team in the league defensively, and we we're only going to improve on that defensive performance with signings like Ben White, Lakanga, and Tava- uh, Nuno Tavares. I think all of those players are going to like help us defensively. And, I have no and doubts about think, your defense. That's and, not what I asked. Okay, about. and what I think what I think is going to improve from having a player like Ben White in your team is distribution to strikers and wingbacks and wingers from the center back position. Something that we just didn't have last season. You know, David Luiz had like a run of like four or five games where he was really really good, and we won like all of those games. And then when he wasn't in the side, he he was either injured or suspended or whatever it was. But if he wasn't in the side. You know, we just didn't have that center back. Gabriel is more of a he, he. He can distribute the ball wide to the left back and the right back really well. He pings balls wide very well, but his balls through the line just are not there. So he doesn't play balls very well through the lines, and he's his pass progression rate is not very good. Um, he's a very good center back defensively. He's obviously got speed. He's got power. His heading ability is phenomenal. He he was he was like a top four center, top five center back in the league in terms of like win, air, winning aerial battles, which you know it's it, it's his forte. Um, and at the same token, Ben White was one of the top center backs in the league at passing ball progression and passing through the lines. There's a reason why Arteta has wanted him since the day he came in at Arsenal. He's wanted a player like Ben White. You know, just like a lo- a young version of David Luiz, essentially, not just, but in a different way. It's not just like the, it's not really long balls that Ben White plays. Even though he did get a few assists last season for Brighton, and he did play in the midfield, so you could see his range of passing. It's the balls, te- like five to ten yard passes to the attacking midfielder, or to maybe like a striker or a winger who's dropping back in between the lines between like one or two midfielders that we've just missed that completely for the last two seasons. We just haven't had that. There hasn't really been a player like Odegaard in flashes d- did it a little bit. But like that used to be all Mesut Ozil, right? That used to be like what Ozil would do and like that he was the player who played balls in between the line. But we don't play that way anymore. We play building out the back defensively, um, you know, uh, similar to what obviously what the way Manchester City play. We don't have the personnel that Manchester City do, so we can't play that way. But a player like Ben White goes a long way. He I mean, he he plays a lot like like Stones in 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 you know his passing through the lines in his his defensive capabilities, which have improved tremendously. Like in, in you know since his reintroduction into that Manchester City team. So I think that that for Arsenal, like we're going to have a different look this season. I think when you say where are the goals going to come from, I don't think that. Aubameyang, I know that he scored still double-digit goals in the Premier League, having a horrible season. He still got 10 goals, which was way higher than any Chelsea's top scorer. I think your top scorer was six. So the fact that Aubameyang still had more goals, yeah, we have pretty a deeper pathetic. team though. Pretty pathetic. We spread, but we spread our on. goals out. Around, hold on, hold yeah. on. So, but yeah, but like you're trying to claim that like, oh, where are the goals going to come from? Like Lacazette had a decent season. I think he had 14 or 15 goals in the league, which is which I think was one of his best outputs so far. But like Aubameyang, I think he's gonna he's gonna come back and have like fifteen to twenty goals next season, and I think it's going to be because of the 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 like we didn't create enough chances last season. Aubameyang wasn't good. He wasn't. He definitely regressed. That's what worries me. But I think that, that he it wasn't just that he like. But it wasn't just was him. It was the team chances, around him as well getting chances. No, that's what I was saying. Exactly, our chance creation was but not good enough last him. season. I don't think it's just on you guys. Like on the entire team, I think it's no because a lot when, of it when he was playing when he was well. playing under Wenger and then like even after Wenger left for a year under Emery, you still had all of the Wenger players there and all the like the, the, everything was being played through him, right? I think now we're gonna go go back a little bit to that type of style 
but we're going to need a player like Ben White to go back to it. You know, I, I don't. I think, think he's going to change completely the way the way the Arsenal play. I think we're going to look like a different team having him in the team. Okay, that, that's all well and good, but there still needs to be someone like on form playing well for the majority of a thirty-eight game season plus whatever. Uh, I mean, I guess you guys aren't in Europe this year, so yeah, you can just focus on Premier League. So yeah, I can, and I was going to say, and I was going to say, Saka, but Saka, the player, Martinelli, the player you guys need to, you know, really need to pick up this season is Nicolas Pepe. I hadn't even gotten player, him. I, I hadn't even gotten him. He had 15 goals that, that, that's and That's the player I think you should be focusing season. on, yeah. not Aubameyang or Lacazette. You should be looking to sell one or both of those players and, you know, get something out of the 80 million pound player that you bought who's, you know, other than like a like some moments at the end of last season when the games didn't matter, he's not been great. And no, he hasn't. Frankly, I think you have like a young core that you could focus around in Saka, Emil Smith-Rowe, Pepe and, you know, maybe one other attacking player you should probably sign before the end of the window. I don't know who that's going to be, but okay, but there's uh, been some rumors. And, and the other thing is, like, you bash me for thinking, like, at points in last season that Arsenal could have made top four. Since Emile Smith-Rowe came into the team, like, when he played, we lost three games. I think he played 21, ga- 21 games, and we lost three games when he was in the team. Obviously, when he wasn't in the team, he didn't get into the team until December. And then, and then there was a patch. There's a reason for that. Okay, wait. You there know was a I like patch. him. Yeah, yeah, there was a patch. I think it was like March into April where he was hurt for like six weeks, right? And we were dog shit during those six weeks again. So literally the entire time that he didn't play, we were shit. But when he was in the team, we could play with anybody. Like there was no yeah, one. Again. Okay, and wait, that's, my that's other argument. Good, he He's so young that you're not, you're, you can't rely on him to play the majority of a 38 game season. There's, he probably I mean, will Mason be injured. Mount, Mason Mount was able to do it. Yeah, then I Mason could see Mount him turning into a player able, like Mason was Mount. Able to do, like, but Mason Mount was able to do it in a full season at Derby before he came to Chelsea. So right, so like I think Emil Smith Rowe has still only his, done yeah, it in that was, spurts. I was going to say that was his breakout season last season. I think we're going to get a full season out of him this year. Um, if he, like, God forbid, he doesn't get hurt, yeah. I think he's going to be one of our best players this next season. And he's going to, he's going to the whole time. People are going to be talking about him like they did, you know, a, a young Jack Grealish on Villa, you know, seven or eight years ago when he was starting to come up in the team. It, you know, this is he, he's 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 that type of a talent, you know, and I think like Martinelli, Saka. And that's the one I was em- missing. Emil Smith Martin- Martinelli is another example of that, where he, they're so young that their bodies aren't necessarily ready for the physical demands of the Premier League. Right, but they're starting where, to yes, grow. Yes, I into agree it. with you. They're great talents, but like to say you can rely on them, like you need senior players you can rely on, and the likes of Willian, especially Aubameyang, I think is trending down, and Lacazette, I thought was the best of those three last year. He would come into games and like get you guys back on the ball and, you know, playing uh, little ones well, at the top the, of the, the opponent's box. That was box. the other thing I haven't mentioned is Arsenal's record against the top six in, under Arteta has been far better than it ever was under Wenger or Emery. Um, and that's something else that gets me hopeful. Is like it didn't feel at all in any of the games last season against the top six that we were completely outclassed, that we didn't belong playing against them. Um, there were games where we lost against... I don't know, the game that you guys beat us at Stamford Bridge kind of felt like that. No, we lost. I mean, it was like one mistake. All right. Well, like how many times did we play against you? You're like God team in the 2000s. And it felt like we had absolutely annihilated you and you guys barely squeaked by with your drug goal or whatever. It's a good habit to get in. Exactly. It's not. It's we're a different team now. We're the the way that we play now is we want to win one or two nil. We're a different team now. I'm saying the style. The style isn't the Wenger style of the of decades. I'm saying the Arteta's obviously transitioned the 
trying to transition the team into a different play style, a completely different way to play and mentality of, of thinking. Because obviously the Wenger era worked for the first half, and it, for the, and a large part it did work in the second decade that he did, but obviously it got, it got stale at the end. And it's taking a new philosophy. I think it's fair to say that last season was completely just like a trial philosophy. Someone like Arteta, the fact that it was his first season in the Premier League, and I know that we finished been out about two years in a row in eighth place, but we didn't regress with, with a, a completely new manager who never coached anywhere. And at times, at times, we looked good. You know, it, it wasn't that often. It was usually, like I said, just when Emil Smith Rowe was in the team and when Saka was playing well. But like, if we're able to push to the next level where it's not just those players that the burden's all on, like if, if next season we need Emil Smith Rowe, Saka, like Martinelli to be our best players again, and Aubameyang and, and Willian and Lacazette just don't show up at all, then yeah, we're going to be shit. We're going to probably finish in seventh or eighth again. But. I, I, I kind of have a hope that Arteta, it looks like at, at, at times he knew what he was doing. He made mistakes, but like he's grown as a manager. And I like the signing so far we've made this this season. You know, I, I and it, it's clear to me that we're going to we're trying to make more. and We're going to make one or two more signings before the end of the season. So I kind of I, I think Arsenal are going to finish in fifth place. Like, I don't think I think that we are going to be the team that pushes for that top four spot that possibly slips Liverpool up. You know, I think we're going to be the ones that that are in in behind there. I think Arteta's a, a good enough manager. Um, I like him more than I like Brendan Rodgers, and I know Rodgers is like a more experienced Premier League manager. But like our, I, the way that other players and that other managers speak of Arteta, like as a manager, it has me just really hopeful that he actually is the real deal and he's going to be a very good manager down the line. Probably like Frank Lampard. I think Frank one day will be. A, but and, and and you know maybe it, it might not be Don't this year. Me up. Yeah, it might not be. It might not be this year. Don't try to get me to be nice about this dog shit opinion with uh, with uh, buttering me up about Frank. <laughs> All right, I don't I don't see how this is a dog shit opinion, but you know you can you can you can say what you want, Alex. But Arsenal's too big of a club to finish eighth two years in a row and then like regress even further or stay the same. I think that we're still big enough club that the, the yeah, but just saying that doesn't mean it's going to happen. No, and, and but I think right now the pieces are in place for it to happen. I think we have enough young talent, we have enough experience I, I and will we hear have you out we have you a, make enough that of a one spine. last attacking signing. That is key. Yeah. You get you you get that? Sure. We can talk about fifth place maybe. But I still think Leicester are ahead of you. Tottenham even have like, you know, if Harry Kane stays then they still have a front line and guaranteed goals, way more goals than you guys do uh, with a new manager coming in. I just have in the last two seasons, still so fresh in my mind, the first half of the season, Arsenal have been dog shit. I like, think I, I, you, you yeah. can come back and play better in the second half of the season if you like. But ultimately, you're winning those games because you're playing free. Uh, you can't, it can't really get any worse. You flirted with the relegation zone around like December of last season, and no one really thought you were actually going to get relegated. But... Like, like how long, if something like that happens again, how long does Arteta get before you guys sack him? Because I think you need to have that mindset because you've already been out of Champions League for like four years now. So, and if you don't and you stay with the sort of like slow realization, and I like think they that that's going to be the other Wenger, thing is like, we, we only have the Premier League and the FA Cup to worry about this season. So like, I think you're going to see an improvement from Arsenal in the league and we're definitely going to finish above what we did last season. And I think we're going to make that push push the t- that the whatever whoever the fourth place team is we're going to push them till the end and i'm not going to make the prediction now but don't be surprised in december from calling us for top four 
God, that's such fucking horseshit. Hey, we got to keep the podcast interesting, Alex. Oh, God. Yeah, You're I like, guess oh, so. Well, let's, just, let's just have the same top four every season keep, and then and then, keep, and then uh, keep listening keep, to this keep space, everyone. Who's going to be uh, winning the title? Haha, <laughs> let's all spend $100 million and hope we can win the title this year. Keep listening to this space for uh, Javier's inevitable, like, oh, man, I'm so done. Arsenal's so frustrating. Oh man, I, that's it. I don't know if I can do this anymore. Like, <laughs> hey, it's I'm sure it's gonna happen. Give it a month. Give it a month. <laughs> I gotta have some hope. Hopium, hopium. Hope We're all you. on hopium. Yes. Hopium. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. How about this? I'll agree with you. I, I think you guys will improve on the eighth place. But, but I just think like no like comment on Ben place. White and how he's gonna change the team. You just you just think it's just not important. So we just I think, went out and I spent fifty million for no reason. I, I didn't think, think we could effect. get Ben White. I thought like for me, I was like, oh, let's go get Basuma for thirty Are million. Are you gonna ask me and then just go on a rant afterwards? All right. I, I'm agreeing with you that like yes, the positive effects of you know improving your distribution out of the back of the way you guys start attacks is definitely gonna have a, a big impact on it. But I think. For you to like be relying on Aubameyang and Lacazette is it's just not a good place to be in. But like we're not that's only not relying say on them. We have like, Nicola uh, Pepe. Can, we have Emil Smith yeah, yeah, Rowe. We there, have I'm about Saka. to go there. I was about to say we have Martinelli. Uh, if you guys start pivoting towards more of these more promising players like Pepe and actually maybe even sticking Pepe up top and becoming like a very counterattacking team and trying to nip in behind teams uh, into the space, then yeah, I can see it. But I, I mean, I, I, Bamiang's on too big of wages, and you guys can't sell Lacazette. Like, no one's willing to buy those players. So you're going to keep them around, and they're going to play. And I think it's going to frustrate the shit out of you guys. And there's nothing you can really do about it. So I, I think you guys have a better season, but I think it's like maybe sixth or seventh. I don't think you finish above Leicester. And I think you've got plenty of competition around you because, like, we're gonna talk about some of these teams now, but you got Tottenham, Everton, West Ham, like, like, but like Leicester Villa, defensively, like, I, like I think, I think, I think, do you look at the players Arsenal have offensively, and on paper we're still better than them. I think they have a better I don't midfield. Think so at I, think, all. I, was just saying, I think that's an outrageous statement to say that you guys are better offensively than Leicester. On paper, absolutely. No, I don't I think, think they so. have. I think like, they have. A, they have us at midfield, but I think defensively and offensively we're better than them. Like I, I think really they have, don't see it. I don't see it at all. Fucking like Madison, they don't, they don't have someone Vardy, like okay. Madison's a Barnes. midfielder. Vardy's thirty four like years a forward, old. He's a front. He's a creative number ten player. He doesn't play deep in midfield. Sure, but he's like plays. I like I think Emil Smith Rowe. Like I know he's much younger, but like I I put him on a similar like level talent as James Madison. I know that Madison's five years older yeah, but than he's him. Not, but he's not at that same level no, yet. But like we have players like they don't have a Saka in their team or a Martinelli or like I guess Martinelli is maybe their DACA. That's now like what their their equivalent of that is, but it, it, like like they don't have the the level of attacking depth because you're talking about Vardy, like Lacazette and and yeah, Aubameyang. This, this are, is where are, we just completely disagree. This is where you're still looking at Aubameyang and thinking of him from two years okay, ago, but what as about, opposed to the player who signed a new contract and what about has been dog shit. Like they since. just lost Fofana for the entire season. You really think like they're going to concede fifteen to more goals than Arsenal? Do yeah, but this I don't season. think they're like a defensive team anymore. Their best asset is that's their what I'm saying. That's why can, I think they they're going to finish like an eighth place or seventh or eighth. Like I don't think they're going to be as good here's the thing i still have yet to feel like you guys have like good control on any game i've seen plenty of teams like west ham leicester control games like through possession and even like through defensive work you guys when you defend you're good at it but there's still always the the, the sort of ben white's going to change the, the whole thing man thinks that it's going to change gonna concede at any yeah moment. it's going to change the All whole right, well it's we, it's we, we haven't had, it him. is it is we haven't had a center back who, We've talked enough Arsenal, Javier. We have. It's been too long. It's all right. 
We're trying to keep you happy, but come on. (laughs) All right. All right. You heard it here first. Arsenal are going to push for top four. Javier said it, not me. I'm going to say like seventh place. Tottenham. There's been plenty of talk around Tottenham. So disrespectful, Alex, with no Europe, seventh place. Just wait till we get to this top four podcast. Hey, man, it's a credit to how like, You're not in the title this race. part Fuck of the Lukaku. league is. Chelsea are trash. Oh, yeah, well, well we, we're in the title right race, there. all right. Let's go. You'll see, you'll see, Javier. Tottenham. There's been plenty of talk about them. Harry Kane uh, didn't show up to training when he was scheduled to come back, and everyone thought he's trying to force him to Manchester bullshit. City. Apparently, he's scheduled to come back tomorrow, well, and that yeah, was that, when that's he was what always he said, scheduled. But I think that's. I think his statement was bullshit, and because all the Tottenham journalists were in agreement, like he was scheduled to come back like earlier this week, like Monday, and just didn't, and stayed in Miami, and then oh, magically, as soon as Messi, uh, and as soon as the Grealish signings announced and everything like that, uh, Kane's like, oh, okay, never mind, I'm back at training, I'm getting ready for the season, I'm staying at Tottenham. So I think he's going to be staying, despite a lot of rumors in the last couple of weeks. And I think that uh, keeps Tottenham in the sort of top six, maybe even top four discussion. But they need a lot of things to go right and very few injuries to key players to to make that happen. You don't like Nuno Espirito Santo? He almost got Wolves in the top four a couple seasons ago. No, I kind of think I think that... with a better squad, I think he could do something. Yeah, but I don't think this is his squad. Like, I don't, I know that, like, it's, it kind of seems like it would be a good transition getting Mourinho, like, to Espiritu Santo, both who are, like, seemingly more defensive minded managers to start and then, you know, build out the back, win one or two nil type thing. But I just, I kind of see it being a little bit more of the same for Tottenham. And, I mean, Jose Mourinho at one point in time for, you know, a good decade was the top three manager in the world. I don't think he's that now. I think he's still a great manager, and I don't think Nuno Espirito Santo is like anything more than him right now. I know that Nuno is like more fresh because he showed up with Wolves and did well that one season. But like for me, Two. one season, no, okay. he didn't do that well last season. I know he lost Jimenez, which is unfair. No, but there was but a season before. They had two seasons. The first season, well, the first and the season, season, the first season, they they finished in like ninth or tenth, right? And then yeah, but they were still good. They were good, but. I think they finished like twelfth, and then the second season well, was there, and they were a really championship good. Fi- side finished like ninth or tenth, and they were up. They were up near like the upper half of the table for most of the season, and then the season afterwards, two years ago, they were in like sixth or seventh place on the last day of the season when we played them, when Chelsea played them. So no, I know he, he I, did well, and then he lost I his just, best attacking player. I just player. don't know how he's going to do at Tottenham. I don't know if he's going to be able to hit the ground running. Um, you know, from from what I've been reading about him, he's more of like a silent manager, um, and he's not like a super tactical guy. I don't know. I just don't know how successful he's going to be on Tottenham. I kind of think it should move sideways for them. And I see players like Harry Kane trying to leave as something that's going to like upset the dressing room, upset players who might want to sign there or who... I mean, Christian Romero is a good signing, you know, paying $50 million for him. I don't know if that's worth it. I mean, he's starting for Argentina. Yeah, they're going to pay 50. I think it's 50 million with 5 million in add-ons. Yeah, it's a lot. Atalanta is getting their money. But uh, I I just don't know if this Tottenham side for me, uh, I think they already hit their peak, you know, getting to that Champions League final, getting top four for a few years. I think now that they have the stadium debt and they're not going to be able to like maneuver their financially as, as comfortably as they have in the past. I kind of see them going through a similar period where Arsenal first built their stadium and, and went into a new stadium where, you know, they, they're going to struggle for a little bit. The league wasn't as hard for Arsenal then, so we were able to maintain top four. But I don't see Tottenham getting back into that top four conversation for 
like I think Kane, if he stays one more year, like he's not going to be as good this year as he was in previous years. And while Son, Son re-signing for them you is huge. You think just because he's like trying to leave? Yeah, I think he's, wouldn't, he, he wouldn't might, he try to leave by playing well and like getting the move. Everyone knows he already plays really well. Like the dude's a, a machine for scoring goals. So, like I don't think he needs to do prove anything to anyone that he can score twenty five to thirty goals every season in the Premier League. So, yeah, but I guess to like justify the price tag, it would take to, to like 30. get him. Like he would still have to play well. So I, I don't think. I mean, it could go either of those ways. It could go the way of obviously he's you know, not going he to like play well and it's bad like, on and people, purpose, Alex. And people That's say not what I'm he's saying, got like his eye on the door, exactly. But it could go the other way. But I think uh, like it's, I, it's I don't think like if if I'm getting Nuno as my coach, I'm not like if I'm Harry Kane, I'm not like yeah, dude, this guy's going to make my career a lot better. Like I'm going to become better because of Nuno. I'm thinking to myself, I want to win yeah, trophies. Like he's not going to so be thinking, he's not going to be thinking to himself. Oh, you know what? We're going to go win the league or win the FA Cup or anything with with Nuno. He's going to be thinking, I got to get out of here. Like we're going to stay like a mediocre, not mediocre, but like a top seven or eight, six, seven, eight club, which is you know historically we're in the past. Tottenham's been always pushing for that top four, maybe here or there. They got there, I think, under um, Pochettino. Pochettino, but uh, also uh, Martin Yole didn't they? They got like fifth or sixth usually under him. No, they got they got it one time with Harry Redknapp and Redknapp, Gareth right. Bale. Okay, but like, yeah, that was a it's decade ago. Like, though. but like, yeah, exactly. It's it, I think it's they're always going to be in that conversation. I think, and I think four or five years down the line, once Kane's moved on, they get they move like transition from this Pochettino Mourinho phase that they've been in. I think it's going to take them a few years to get back on track, though. And I think there's going to be a couple of years of regression before that happens. And I think. This year, they might stay a similar level to what they were last year. So, like, you know, possibly still in the top seventh. four conversation. Yeah, sixth, seventh, eighth. I, I could see them being. I don't think they're going to drop further than that. Um, but yeah, I think seventh is a is a is a realistic place for them. The, the one thing I'll say about Nuno, Spiritus I, I actually Santo, kind of think six. they're going to finish above Leicester. So I think I think it's going to be like Arsenal fifth, Tottenham sixth, and Leicester seventh. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't see that big of a gap between you guys and Tottenham, especially with Nuno Espirito Santo coming in. Like, you may not think he's the same level as Mourinho. I, I mean, I just don't think Mourinho's that good anymore. I think no, I said they're Espirito about the Santo same level. Is, I said they're about the yeah, same level. But, but I think Espirito Santo is obviously younger, and he's sort of like trending upwards. He's still pretty early in his career. He may look like an old Santa Claus. Yeah, but he's like forty-three. Kind of guy, yeah, he's young. He's young. Still. He's, he's pretty young. He's in his forties. Uh, he just he, has a white beard. The one thing that you can you, you can say about him in terms of what he brings to his side is you know defensive solidity and usually Wolves were one of the better teams at defending set pieces as well which I think is something that's the two things that are most glaring in Tottenham's overall play they, they've just they've been like a sieve at the back even when they've had their strongest teams and had you know good players on paper like Alderweireld and Davinson Sanchez. Uh, they they still are relying on you know Eric Dyer sometimes. Also, and like you've shit like on that. Tottenham, and you've shit on Tottenham for like I have shit on them. Two, no, but what on. I'm saying for right now, months, Javier, if you would let months. me goddamn talk for a half second, is that Nuno Espirito Santo brings to Tottenham the one thing that they've been trying to fix the last couple of seasons. They have the attacking players. We don't doubt them for that. If Kane and Son stay healthy, 
both those players are going to like combine for probably about like 30 goals between 35 to 40 goals between the two of them you were the one who was like for two months tottenham didn't have a manager and they they tried to go for like eight or nine other managers before trying to say that's why they're going to tread water in that area they have their 10th choice manager oh yeah they're going to do so well with their 10th choice manager dude like come on like like they, they they wanted so many other managers before and so many other managers turned them down you really think that like the, 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 like, I just think it's not a match that's really made in heaven or anything. I don't think this is going to be like a good, a good pairing. I, I thought they should have just gone for Nuno in the first place. When he left Wolves, that was what I immediately said. I, like, and that was when the season was still going but on. I was yeah, like, I was gonna say, would it be took, a great it took, one it took, for Tottenham. It took them months to, to get him into the job. You know what I mean? And they tried yeah, to go after but, so I mean, many other still managers before that. That still doesn't overrule the fact that he's. I think he's kind of a good fit for them. Because, I, I mean, I agree with a lot of what you said, that I think the next couple of years are going to be tough when Kane leaves, leaves regardless. But for this season, I think they tread water again one more year and kind of float just below Leicester and uh, the rest of the top four teams. I think you guys in Tottenham are kind of still in the same boat, though. But. I agree. I agree. I don't think they're going to lose that much power this season. Like I said, they still have all the Pochettino players. I think that it's going to transition into something else. And that transition, we'll see how that turns. We'll see if they... Nuno can end up being the, the the manager to lead them forward, but I really don't think that he's going to be the one to to push them to the next level. I think he's going to be one of those transitional managers that, like you just said, they tread water for a year or two. Once Kane leaves, they drop. Nuno will leave. I'm sure they'll bring in some young up and coming manager, give him a few years to get back on track, and then we'll see Tottenham be strong. You know, four or five years from now. But I think that this is not going to be not the time for Tottenham to, you know, with the new stadium. The way things are going for them, you know, losing someone like Kane, how are they going to replace that? Like, well, they did just sign Son to another, uh, or to an extension, so they have him at least for a couple more years. Yeah. Um, Rest in peace, and- Sonny. Rest in peace. <laughs> I'm so sorry your career just took a complete shithole turn and you just ended it. Out of the remaining teams in our mid-table list, we've got Everton, West Ham, Villa, Wolves, Leeds. Which one do you think is, you know, kind of got the, the best chance to kind of join you three in Arsenal, Tottenham and Leicester in that sort of immediate trailing pack behind the top four? I kind of think West Ham were a little bit of a overperformed last season. I know that, like, at times they looked really good, even against the top teams, and they had a great run of form near, at the end there. But I'm not a huge supporter of David Moyes. I mean, I've I've defended him on this podcast in the in the past when we've made fun of him again with the David Moyes, <laughs> David Moyes, <laughs> from when he was in Spain. Come on, Alex. Um, Real Sociedad, David right, Moyes, David Moyes. But yeah, no, I, I mean, I just I don't know if he's I don't know if he's gonna be like. Uh, honestly, I would have said Villa if they didn't lose Grealish because I think if they had kept Wendia, Leon Bailey. Who we haven't talked about, but Leon Bailey's a you know going to be a big signing for them. But well, I think we have losing about him. I, th- I was gonna say I think losing Grealish is just gonna like make them be. They're okay, still so gonna be good. Team you, which team? That's why it's a tough question. All right, here. Alex, which you're gonna, you're gonna you hate pick? me though, Alex. Leeds, Alex. You, you know what? I actually considered for a half second having Leeds in the bottom, the relegation you thing, and like fucker. picking them to get relegated. <laughs> Like I actually considered it just to like keep the bit going, but they were so good last season that I just I couldn't do it. I couldn't bring myself to do it. Uh, yeah, I think so. Everton. I think Everton also like are just going to be mid table. 
I think Wolves are going to be like, ah, Wolves honestly shouldn't even be in the mid-table thing. I think they should have been in the relegation because I didn't even think about them. But they're, I think they could struggle this season. They got Raul Jimenez back. Yeah, but how good is he going to be? Bruno Lash won the title at Benfica. How do you know how good he's going to be? I just, I don't know. And maybe I'm being biased right now because I haven't seen enough of, I haven't seen Wolves at all yet. So, like, it's hard to tell how good or bad they're going to be. They're going to be very different because Bruno Lage is uh, he's not a defensive manager like Nuno. He's going to have them on the front foot trying to play, uh, you know, much more of a high tempo attacking style. And yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that they would be my pick, but I, I think they belong in this mid table group. I think they have a good enough team for it. The, the West Ham thing, just to hit on that, I, I agree with you that it might have been somewhat of a a blip. <laughs> it might have been. Uh, kind of an outlier that last season. They had the third biggest jump in points of any team in the Premier League era. Javier, can you name the other two teams that from one season to the next had the biggest jump in points? One of them's very easy. Chelsea, from when you guys finished like 12th and then you won the league? That's or, the first. Yeah. That's, fir- okay. that's the biggest jump in Premier League history from one season to the next. That wasn't the easy one. So the easy one is still there. You're going to be mad at me if I tell you who it is. So I mean, is it Arsenal? <laughs> no. <laughs> who is it? It's Leicester, Leicester. 2015 okay, yeah, yeah. That was my second guess. Leicester, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah you would have been right. Uh, yeah. yeah, they have the second biggest jump. So I, I think the general thing about West Ham is that they were one of the teams that benefited most from the the terrible circumstances of the last like year and a half, where stadiums were empty. It was a well-known fact that their the West Ham, their home games, they could get ugly in previous seasons when they weren't playing well. And it's kind of a difficult environment for West Ham to succeed in when their fans are on them and they're not really up to it. So the, the narrative that's been developed around, around West Ham has been with the fans back in. If things go wrong, it's not a guarantee that the Moyes will be able to turn it around easily. So I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say Leeds purely because... I think they've made some pretty decent signings this window. You know, they made Jack Harrison permanent. They got two of your boys in Junior Furpo and uh, Lewis Bate. Two players who... Lewis Bate isn't going to be playing for them. Probably, but... I mean, you never know with the way that Bielsa has his team set up and the way that he's... Yeah, I'm just saying he's won know. for like a year or two from now. He's 18 right now. Sure, but he's... the fact that they've been able to keep Rafinha, they kept Bamford, they kept Calvin Phillips, those were their three best players last season, and... You know, they've added a, a good left back to that in Junior Firpo. You know, they've added some good young talent. You just think that you just feel like Bielsa's building something right now. Um, and I don't know. I, I uh, you know, they, they moved on some of the some of the older players that had been there for a long time, like Alioski, like Pablo Hernandez, who had been, you know, Alioski's like, not old, dude. <laughs> well, no, some of the players who had been there for a long time saying he'd been there for you right. know, a long time. They had been part of like the championship level team, but they were play- like Alioski last season when he had to play. You could tell he wasn't as good as the rest of the team. Like there were some players who you just could like same thing with Paul Hernandez. Was, I had him in fantasy and I thought he was pretty good because he was okay. four mil. He was four mil, Alex. Yeah, yeah, he was a good um, four mil option. But like but there were players like that that you could tell that were still championship level. The fact that they've moved those players on, added some more talent. I don't know. I'm uh, I'm confident in the way that Bielsa has coached the team, and I think that the way that they play, they're just they're they're gonna have a chance in every game they play versus everyone. Like even in that first United game, I kind of fancy them to like get a result against United in the first game of the season. I don't know about that. Those wide open games, United beat them like what was it like six two last year in one of those games because Leeds just play so wide open that 
you know, Jaden Sancho and Bruno Fernandez are just going to tear that to pieces. And I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree with you, but I, I do think Leeds will still be like a like a mid table team, exciting, but you know, too open, and they haven't made enough defensive signings. I mean, other than Furpo, who I wouldn't even count as a defensive signing because he's basically going to be like a lung busting wing back that you know tries to help more in the attacking phase of the game necessarily than the, the second the defensive phase of the game uh, the, the, i would have wanted to see them make like a center back signing or two with some experience that they had some injuries last year and were lacking in that department and their, their form suffered as a consequence so i still think that keeps them around mid-table villas lost Grealish. they pick up wendia and leon bailey you know where where do you think do you think villa are going to have a similar i mean martinez is still a fantastic goalie well then you can't forget about danny ings danny ings yeah that's another one i mean so that's three really good signings yeah they i still lost need their to see player, but i still need to see whether dean smith is able to fit ings and watkins into the same team i think they re- reasonably could manage it also mcginn was injured for most of last season but like yeah mcginn is a very good player and I kind of think that he can fill the shoes with Grealish a little bit. Not like completely, but you have Buendia to also alleviate some of those shoes. Well, I think it's so Buendia think mainly. Those two, yeah, he's the, between he's those the main two, one. Yeah, gonna I think Buendia's going to just like, inside. I think Buendia's going to hit the ground running for them. Like, I think that, I honestly think they're not going to lose that much. Like, I know that Grealish was so be very good. good. Yeah, I think they're still going to be I'd very good I put them in the well. same sort of category as West Ham and Everton. Yeah, I could see them pushing for like a six, like a Europa League spot and like maybe falling a little bit short, but finishing in eighth place. I kind of have Villa, you know, them in Leeds, eighth, ninth. But, but sorry, just I, to go I, back to. I kind of think Everton's going to be trash. I think Everton are going to like finish in like 12th again. You don't trust Benitez? No, no trust for Rafa? Rafa trash. <laughs> the disrespect to Rafa. Um, so just to go back to Villa real quick. Ings and Watkins in the same team. Do you think that like they would have to play them as like a partnership up top and play a four four two, or do you think they could play one of them out on the wing? Like, on Watkins. The left? Watkins is not really a winger, nor is Wings. I don't know. I think you'd have to. I think you just kind of have to play like a four four two or like a four three one two, where you have Buendia behind them. If they play them. a four four two, I don't like it. No, no, no. So it's not a four four two. I would play. I'd probably play Buendia. You know, a little bit behind and have both of them be able to drift wide two so two strikers up top when dia behind them and then yeah villa villa's midfield is still really good too like they have they have they have a solid spine in in mcginn hurahan marvelous nakamba uh all, all those players that you know last season played pretty well for them i i, I kind of see villa still still being up there for for at least the, a Europa League spot come the end of the season. I think Mar- like Martinez is good enough. Um, I really like Tyrone Mings last season. I just there's a lot of Villa players that I like. They're they're left in their right back Matt Target and, um, and Matt Cash. Yeah, yeah, they were both the like Matthews. great. Like uh, just for me, Villa have they're chock full of talent, and the team is mostly young. Like they don't have that many really old players that you would think might fall off in the next season or two. So I'm I'm kind of hopeful for Villa. I think they've. They're gonna come out of this losing Jack Grealish. I know. I know for a fact that they're gonna get more from losing Grealish than they did, you know, having. I think. I don't think City are gonna get that much better having Jack Grealish. I think Villa, while they might initially take a little bit while to adapt, I think overall over time they'll be better without I think, him. I think the way you meant to phrase that was they're the money they got for him. It's gonna. It's so gonna you think go they're gonna sign way. someone that will 
you know, you will, you think, I think Leon Bailey, space, I think like Leon Bailey, I think that's the other one. Like you can't, like, I don't know how you fit Watkins, Ings and Bailey and Buendia all I, I on the same the answer team. Is that's that you, really attacking. You play Ings kind of as like the off striker, have Buendia on the left and Bailey on the right and keep Watkins as the sort of, you know, runner in behind. Isn't like that a Shea really Adams good was. front four? Is it like, wouldn't it is a good that's front a really four. good yeah, front four. I, so I, yeah. I'm, I think that's an exciting time for Villa fans. I Ings, think, I think they, and, and they Watkins both like it. to drift out wide anyway. So one of them can stay in the middle and make runs through the through the middle while the other drifts wide. And Buendia can be more focused on the sort of, you know, possession side of the game and, you know, you know releasing them for those kinds of moves. Uh, so I'd put them in the same sort of category as West Ham. I don't know if they have the potential to still be in the top four race like West Ham were last year. But yeah, Europa League, I don't think is uh, too big of a push. Which teams have we not talked about? You mentioned Everton. Well, like West Ham. I mean, West Ham have made any we, signings we yet. We talked about West Ham. No, I know, but I'm saying West Ham have made any signings yet. They, they got rid of Felipe Anderson, who I know didn't do anything last season, but Fabian Valbuena is out of the team. You know, Jesse Lingard's not coming back. Sounds yeah, like Jesse he's Lingard's not coming back. Like, like West Ham, I don't think they're going to be nearly as good. I know they brought in Alphonse Ariola on loan, but like Fabianski's fine. Like I don't think they're going to gain anything by getting Ariola, so I'm not that hopeful for them. And I think that they might drop off back to like a mid-table team this season. So you think Villa will end up being above the West, likes Ham. Of West Ham? I do. Yeah. Would you give Villa a better chance of uh, Europa League places than like Leeds? That's where I'm like conflicted. I kind of think they they're they're probably a little bit better than Leeds on paper for right. sure. I think they've got a better balance. So yeah, I kind of I kind of see them be finishing in like eighth place, maybe even seventh if 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 you know a team like Tottenham or Arsenal or or Leicester falls off you know further off the keel than what we're thinking. I could kind of see Villa being the one team that like steps up if they if one of those teams slips up and for Europa. Okay, well uh, we we do have to mention Everton. I know you already said that you think they're not going to be that good, but. Rafa had himself a pretty good stint at Newcastle the they last time he was in the Premier Gray, League. They just brought in Damari Gray, Andros Townsend, and Asmir Begovic. Like I'm just yeah, but they not... already have. They had already invested like a bunch of money in the previous two yeah, or three seasons. Yeah, I mean, I know they got rid of a bunch of trash. Like Walcott's you know, like, out, Decore, Josh Allen. King is out, Yannick Bolasie's out, Mohamed Besic. I mean, these were players who've been there for a long time. Who Bernard's out. I mean, all these players who were like pretty mediocre. They got a bunch of trash out, which is good for Everton. But I think bringing in Damari Gray and Andrew Townsend—that's more trash you're bringing in. Like, right? <laughs> I'm just like I'm not I'm not hopeful for Everton. If if he had gone out and made good signings, then I'd be like, yeah, maybe Benitez is going to go and do something. But it doesn't look like the money's there anymore right now. And like while they have a good squad, Calvert Lewin, he's going to have to get like 25 goals if they're going to get like Europa League next season. Because I mean I know Richarlison's pretty good, but I just relying on just those two. They're, they're very erratic, both of them. I mean, I know Calvert-Lewin's probably a little bit more consistent, but I don't know. I'm not I'm not super hopeful in that. Like, I think their midfield's still soft, and their back line is injury-prone, and they, 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 they still have a lot of problems that they need to solve. So, for me, Everton are not there yet, and they probably I mean, I, won't The only be. reason, I don't have those reasons. I still think they have, like, a pretty good squad, all things considered. Uh, it's the fact that they brought in Rafa Benitez to, you know, manage Everton. <laughs> the You know, a Liverpool great is managing Everton. I just don't see it going well. Uh, so, 
yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. We'll see if Rafa's got uh, one more. All of these reasons the and the Fofana injury are why Arsenal's going to finish top of the mid-table teams. We are the gods, Alex. You like that? Is that the new fourth place, Javier? It's the new fourth place. <laughs> the new fourth place trophy is fifth. fifth place. Let's go, baby. Back to Europa. We got this. Oh, man. Martinelli God, Saka God, Smealthrith Row God. We're going to beat Chelsea. We're going to do the double over Chelsea again this season. Back to back. Hey, I'll take another Champions League in return. That's uh, no, that's not happening. Be fine with me. That's you guys, never happening you guys again. beat us twice. We get top yeah, guys, four again. All right, and win there's Champions always going to be an asterisk next to your Champions League. Happened during COVID. You said no, that on the last. Pod no fans in the stadium. It doesn't sound any less ridiculous. It wasn't. It's, so. it, it, blah blah blah. ESL shit. Happens. I wouldn't understand. I, I wouldn't expect you to understand what winning a Champions League feels like. You know, you've never been through that experience before. You've only ever just, choked in I've finals just had the in pain. Europe. I've just have the pain of losing. Yeah, the you've only the pain. None of the joy, Javier. None of the joy. I'll tell you about it someday. I'll, I'll tell you about it. Uh, well, that pretty much wraps up our, uh, quote, mid-table preview. I know we didn't talk extensively about all these teams, but some are needed to be talked about more than others. Cough. <coughs> Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah, what was that, like 15 minutes on Arsenal at the beginning? You guys can send your uh, your distaste. We needed more. We needed more. To Javier at Javier. I know this is one of the best pods everyone's listened to all year. It was probably <laughs> hilarious and like one of the best pods. Like no doubt, this is one of the best pods because I talked enough about Arsenal and just hearing my voice is just you know it's probably amazing all the time. So I'm, I'm sure they're not sick of it after 50 minutes of it. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to the Ghost Goal Pod. Thank you, Javier, for uh, your diatribes about Arsenal and Ben White. Uh, you can follow us on social media and La send Congo your angst. will also be a god. <laughs> you can send your, your, your angst and anger towards Javier that we discussed Arsenal for 15 minutes uh, at JavierRev9 on Twitter. You can follow me at ASMoss92 on Instagram and Twitter. And the podcast socials are at GhostGoalPod. Go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a uh, rating and review. Helps new listeners uh, find the podcast so uh, we can start uh, boosting this thing, this thing up a little bit. We'll be back in a few days to preview the top four sides and give you our picks for who's going to win the league title this year. So until next time, see you.